With the current market conditions and what we have seen throughout the crypto industry, it highlights the importance of self-custody and holding your private keys with Bitcoin. Ledger, they're the largest crypto hardware wallet in the world. They're trusted by over 4 million customers. Their Ledger Live app makes it easy to securely manage, buy, and trade your crypto. If you do not control your own private keys, you simply do not own your Bitcoin. Exchanges that have had an exhaustive history of being hacked, not all but some. Horror wallets protect against you losing your funds. To get started today, go into the link in my show notes and start securing your Bitcoin assets with Ledger. What's going on everyone? Thank you for listening to another episode of Insightful Principles. In today's episode, I really wanna go through a global economic outlook for 2023, kinda give you all my expectations of what I see for the year and what are some ways to kinda uh, just position yourself and be able to prepare uh, with a lot of the talks of different uh, economic slowdown with just demand and growth uh, going down uh, in the near future and, and the things that you think about uh, with uh, total GDP, uh, which is the gross domestic product, uh, which is simply a measure of economic activity. Um, all of those things have shown that uh, things are slowing down because our Federal Reserve, uh, they are increasing interest rates, which to a certain extent, is going to slow down economic growth and create less demand. Uh, so I really want to just break down a lot of my take on uh, what I'm seeing here for the year. And, you know, I think that uh, 2022 uh, was a year full of market volatility, high inflation, geopolitical conflict, and tighter monetary policy. I think in 2023, a lot of these elements are still going to remain, uh, but we are certainly going to see certain shifts in different sectors. And I think that a lot of the questions I'm hearing for 2023 is when will the Fed pivot and how long will interest rates continue to rise? Expected terminal rate, uh, which is simply the terminal rate is used as a gauge of when the Fed will stop hiking rates. Uh, it's being estimated for next year that uh, they won't hike any further past 5.1%. Now, this is a level we haven't seen since 2007, if it does get to that point. And the Fed raised rates earlier this month in December by 50 basis points. And the current Fed funds rate right now is between 4.25 to 4.50%. And the federal funds rate is simply a rate that uh, banks will utilize whenever they're uh, exchanging reserves uh, with other banks. Um, and it's really a way for the, uh, the Federal Reserve to be able uh, to either, you know, limit demand or increase demand uh, in certain instances. So, you know, I definitely think with the current federal funds rate being at 4.25 to 4.50 percent, uh, we still have potentially almost a half percent to go in order for us to get to the, to that projected terminal rate of 5.1 percent. 
Now, I was doing some reading on CNBC and uh, the Federal Reserve, uh, they use what's called uh, a dot plot. And they've already started to kind of do their economic projections for 2023. And a dot plot is usually a resource the Fed will use uh, to signal its outlook for the path of interest rates. Uh, the, the chart actually shows that 17 out of the 19 dots would take rates above 5% in 2023. So this is what they're projecting. And seven of the 19 committee members see rates rising above 5.25% next year. And then in 2024, they see that the dots are probably going to end up being projecting 4.1% for the terminal rate. So I definitely think we still have a lot more room from where we're at right now at the 4.50%. And I and I think that the Fed is, is only going to continue the hike rates they've uh, been very uh, strong on. Uh, this is going to be their take to be able to tackle inflation and that they can plan to continue uh, to raise rates. So, you know, I think that, you know, going into uh, next year, you know, I, I definitely think that they could potentially raise rates by another 50 basis points. They may go down to 25 basis points. I think it'll be somewhere in that range, uh, but it is going to be interesting to see, you know, will they hike too much that that will cause the economy to go into a recession, which a lot of people have already stated that right now, it actually shows from the indicators that we already are in a recession. And, and even when you look at the yield curve and you see the inversion rate with the 10 year and the two year. So one thing that I did want to break down here as well is, you know, I've been paying attention to what the global central banks are doing uh, from an interest rate standpoint, because I think that that plays a tremendous role from a macroeconomic standpoint of not only looking at uh, what our monetary tightening policy will look like here in the near future, but what is happening in other countries and how could that potentially have an impact? Because I think whenever you have uh, the U.S., our Federal Reserve, that is raising rates, uh, other countries are most likely going to follow suit, um, especially if they see that they are also dealing with high inflation and right now, um, it does show with, for example, with uh, the U UK, with the United Kingdom, um, their interest rate right now is about 3.5% is what their uh, central banks are doing. And then you have like the Bank of China, uh, their interest rate right now is 3.65%. And then you look at a place like Canada, uh, their interest rate 4.25%. I was a pretty similar to where ours is at. And then you even have like just the Bank of Europe, the European Central Bank, uh, their interest rate is at about 2.5%. So it's a good range to see what other countries are doing. And, you know, also I think another aspect to think about is also the inflation rates that's happening across the world because there are a lot of countries that are dealing with inflation much higher than we are experiencing here in the U.S. And I think also when you think about uh, for like Europe or even uh, the U.K., uh, they are also dealing with uh, much higher inflation than what we're experiencing right now. So the inflation rate, just to kind of give you all some context to what I'm explaining, uh, when you look at a country like uh, the U.K., uh, right now, their inflation is at 10.7%. And then you have Europe, 
uh, their inflation rate is at 10.1%. And then, you know, you also have a country like Germany uh, is at 10%. So that's a list of three countries right there that have inflation that's 10% and higher, which is, you know, uh, pretty crazy to think. And I even see here as well, you have a country like Turkey that's dealing with inflation right now at 84.39%. Uh, can you just imagine the families out there that have to figure out how they're going to put food on the table or put gas in their car or being able to travel to work if they have to commute or being able to pay uh, their mortgages and things like that. It's just, uh, it's very unfortunate to see that uh, their inflation and, and what they're experiencing there is probably their purchasing power uh, of their currency is probably just diminished. If you're a podcast enthusiast like I am, you probably thought about making a podcast on your own. Creating a podcast is one of the best decisions I've made personally, but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote, and track a professional podcast. It's in fact so good that they have helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprite will get your show on every major podcast directory, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording. You also get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes as well. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week. So you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show, Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. And then even in Argentina, uh, they have an inflation rate at 92.4%. So, you know, I definitely think that, you know, the United States is, you know, a country that is, we, we tend to have uh, a lot more flexibility with being able to weather storms compared to other countries, because honestly, just speaking, you know, with our monetary system uh, is relied on heavily across other countries uh, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how inflation continues to not only impact uh, the u.s here but across other countries as well and you know another thing that i think that's very important that i do want to talk about is the 10 and the two-year yield spread uh, because uh, this is going to be interesting to see if we do see an inversion and continue to keep seeing a deeper inversion with the yield curve when it comes to the 10 and the two year and the two year treasury yield trades with four policy rate expectations. So you can look at the treasury yield and get an idea of what potentially the fed will do. So typically from what I've heard uh, from just other economists is that if the two year yield continues to increase higher, it could mean that the fed has to continue to raise rates However, if the two-year is around 4.3% and the federal funds rate, like I mentioned, is about 425 to 4.50%, that means the bond market is telling us that rates may not even get to the terminal rate of 5.1%. 
So usually once the two year goes below the federal funds, then that's when we potentially uh, could possibly see a pivot from the Federal Reserve. So, you know, I think that, you know, uh, the two year uh, yield is, is going to be one thing that I'm paying attention to because I know a lot of the things I've been reading is a lot of the yields that you can get on uh, a two-year uh, maturity bond, uh, those are going to be much higher than something like a 10-year or a 30-year uh, treasury bond. And that is also signaling uh, that we are you know, nearing a recession. We already are most likely in a recession. Whenever you have a shorter-term yield providing uh, a higher yield than a long-term bond, in that situation, that shows that it's, it's imbalanced because typically the longer you hold a bond, you would think that you would get a higher yield than keeping it at a shorter amount of time. But that just kind of shows the, the climate that we're in now uh, when you think about just our credit markets. So, you know, I think some other things that I'm paying attention to on a global macro scale for 2023 is also going to be the ongoing Russia and Ukraine war. Uh, throughout 2022, it created many supply shocks uh, with oil and the sanctions that the U.S. placed on Russia also showed how the dollar can be used as an economic weapon. And Russia is currently looking at alternative ways to get away from the dollar system so that they can be able to trade. So you hear these talks of Russia being able to only uh, sell oil or accept payments of oil and rubles. Uh, there's been talks of, you know, will they actually start accepting gold now, uh, now that they are trying to really shift away from the dollar system. And then you also have another interesting dynamic that is developing more and more is the BRICS nations are now wanting to create a new basket-based currency uh, monetary system. And the BRICS are uh, countries... Uh, listed name like Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they're really trying to create their own global reserve currency. And I think that they really understand the power that the U.S. dollar has and also its dominance among international settlements. And they essentially want to ex escape from that system. They don't want to continue to store their value of uh, dollars uh, in oil because it's really the oil is in dollars so they want to find more uh, ways to have more stable value of their money and, and really having more of a preservation of their wealth they don't want to see their money being debased with the U.S. dollar so I think that that dynamic is happening right now where they're wanting to create their own currency but also uh, Russia more recently banned oil sales from countries that are accepting a price cap uh, with their oil. And the U.S. actually, they put a price cap on Russia oil at about $60 a barrel. So this has really led to different supply uh, constraints around how Russia will even accept payments for oil. So, you know, I definitely think there's going to continue to be more unresolved risks that will persist with Russia and Ukraine uh, and also just the volatility with uh, Russia wanting to have their own global reserve currency around with China and all of these other countries and really the conversations really coming more prevalent of a monetary reset and 
I think that's when you start thinking about what place gold has uh, when it comes to, you know, just uh, storing wealth. But also I think about Bitcoin as well, uh, just because it is a technology uh, that is really trying to make uh, money more simple and allow people to have uh, just more uh, ownership and, and, and taking more responsibility uh, of the custody of your money and, and really having a being a part of a system where the monetary system is uh, fixed and it, it isn't manipulated. So did you know that you can invest into Bitcoin through a tax shelter account known as an IRA? iTrust Capital allows their clients to invest in crypto through an individual retirement account or an IRA. IRAs are tax sheltered accounts, which means all your crypto trading is tax free and can even grow tax free over time. Clients have access to 24 seven investing anytime, any place. The best part is that it's totally free to open an account and there's no hidden fees. You don't need to pay any monthly subscription or membership fees either with a new mobile app that allows clients to trade whenever they want. iTrust Capital has really earned its place in the market, being voted best crypto investment platform in the US. As a special tip for my viewers and listeners, if you open and fund an account, you will get a $100 funding bonus added to your account. To learn more, click the link in the show notes and open a free account and get started contributing to your Bitcoin IRA today. You know, I think it really comes down to hard assets when you start talking about a global reserve currency, but it's going to be interesting. But I think 2023, there has been talks about, you know, U.S. and Europe are countries that show that they're going to be in a recessionary environment and we're going to continue to see that as the Fed continues to raise rates and really seeing if, if inflation is going to slow down or if it's going to stay where it's at currently now. Uh, but I think that the labor market is all also going to be a concern uh, because you have all of these major tech companies that have either laid off employees or they have freeze hiring. Uh, that also is going to come with just more of a decrease in job openings. And, you know, I think the monetary tightening that we're seeing with the Federal Reserve is going to further slow down economic growth. So uh, that's kind of the outlook of what I'm thinking within 2023 from a macroeconomic standpoint. But that wraps it up for this episode, everyone. If you could please do me a huge favor, if you could rate, leave a review, uh, continue to share this podcast and, and just this movement and uh, this education uh, when it comes to understanding how our economy works with your family and friends uh, is always greatly appreciated. And I uh, thank you all so much for tuning in and have a blessed day.